Welcome to the Greenhouse Podcast. My name is Steve Perkins, and this podcast is designed for people who want to lead a fulfilling and impactful life, especially people right now who want to live more into their potential and kind of move from overwhelm and chaos into more focus and clarity. And so today's episode is a guest that I'm really excited about for those same reasons. Her name is Lauren Sweeney. She's the founder and CEO of Dotted Line, which is a full-service marketing and communications agency. They're here in Richmond, Virginia, where Greenhouse is based, and they won the fastest-growing company in Richmond. They won the Tory Burch Fellowship Award. And Lauren is just a really great person who's all about continuing to grow as a leader and as an individual. And so today, she shares the three key areas of learning and development that apply in her daily life and that she's been living and practicing and really benefiting from. So I'm excited for you to hear these three things and a bit more from Lauren's background and story in today's episode. I'm excited to be here. Yeah, excited to have you, Lauren. This is fun because we're both recording from home, kind of playing it by ear and and navigating this whole COVID thing with biz, small businesses. <laughs> I know, you just got to be flexible. That's what we're doing. Yeah. I loved you had a post this morning about taking conference calls while walking the baby. And it's just where it feels like we're all having to find some new rhythms like that. <laughs> yeah, you're exactly right. You just, you've got to be able to get through the day and any of those opportunities to get outside and be with the family is important. Yeah. Well, uh, I would love for people to just get to know you a bit. Yeah. Um, I've had the pleasure of getting to know you and your husband recently a little bit more. And it's been fun to to be able to connect as small business owners during this time where things are rapidly changing and there's just a lot of great leadership lessons to be sharing with each other. But mm-hmm. give people a sense of yourself and and kind of how you came to have this company called Dotted Line. Yeah. So first off, thank you for having me. I'm excited to be part of the conversation today. I'm the founder and CEO of Dotted Line. We're a full service marketing and communications agency with a 15 person team um, and a national roster of growing middle market companies um, that are all focused on growing their brands and their businesses and uh, their market share. So so that's really what we do and what I do today. I'm, like you said, married to a fellow entrepreneur. I've got a tiring teenage stepson, and then I've got a one-year-old, very active baby at home. So <laughs> life life is full for us and our family right now. Yeah, that's, that's a lot of different scenarios to be thinking about. I've noticed this week that people who have kids, it's like every age group has a different set of uh, variables right now to figure out. Mm -hmm. So you've got a few different tiers. (laughs) Mm -hmm. We do. It keeps things interesting. Yeah. Um, But but it's fun. We enjoy it. So I'm curious about Dotted Line. What's a bit of the story of how you started it? And I know you're very passionate about what you guys do. So I'm sure there's some ties to what you're interested in as a person as well. Yeah. So Dotted Line really uh, started to form years before the company actually got started. I come from a family of small business owners. My grandfather owned an an oil and gas company in a small rural town in in Virginia, which is where, where we live. And so my grandfather always had this mentality of using of his leadership and influence in business as a way to help others in need and make a positive impact on the local community. And so I think that's something that I grew up listening and experiencing and had a, a really big impact on my view of, of small business and what I hope 
uh, dotted lines impact is. And I'll share with you one of the events that was really profound and me wanting to start my own business was actually when my grandfather passed away. It was at his funeral and there was there was hundreds of people there from his from his small town, but there was a line of probably two, two dozen people that were waiting to get up and share stories about how my grandfather had used some piece of his leadership skills or his resources to, to help make a positive impact on on their lives. And so that was really a, a piece and I've, I've written about it. I've talked about it a lot that drives me and has sort of just stuck out as I've uh, been on this journey as a small business owner. In fact, uh, one of the things that was pretty cool is last year, our team was down in, in that town pitching to a regional bank for some marketing and communications work. And um, it was to the board of directors and several members of their board had known my grandfather. Oh, and again, wow. this, is, this is probably 10, 12 years ago that he passed away. And a couple people came up to me afterwards and were sharing really specific and precise stories of him and the impact he had had on their life. And again, a decade later to have that happen, I don't know these people. They're not in my you know hometown of Richmond where I live. It's just, it's so impactful. And so I always like to share that with people because I think it's really, um, like I said, a catalyst for why I started Dotted Line and sort of my view around small business. Wow. That's a really cool story. Have yeah. you, are there times when, when kind of your grandfather's approach and some of those lessons resurface for you and help give you guidance? Yeah, I think so. And, and, um, you know, there are other members of my family too, that have been really impacted by that. My, my um, father owns his own small business. And so it's very much sort of the rhythm of conversation in, in our family and part of the core beliefs that my husband and I share around why we do what we do every day. That is awesome. Mm -hmm. What's kind of some of the impact that you want to make through Dotted Line and through your leadership? Yeah. So I think, um, I think for me, faith is a big piece of it. It's, you know, not for everyone, but it's a big piece that drives what I do every day. And so I think as it relates to myself, my identity and, and my personal purpose, it's about using the business and our resources to have this positive impact on people in the local community. And so that's a little bit of what we're trying to figure out right now, but it's the foundation in which Dotted Line was started and what we try and live out every day for our clients. Yeah, that's really really important. And I'm just kind of struck with your grandfather's story, how people not only remembered and wanted to share those things years later, but like you said, such specific details, it was clearly something that, that meant a lot to them. Some of those times and experiences where he was able to help. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yep. You're exactly right. So Kind of fast forwarding through that, before I started Dotted Line, I worked at a, a local Fortune 500 company. So in a corporate setting, doing a variety of different roles, I worked in HR for a little bit, worked in operations, and then the latter part was focused more on internal communications, which is more of my passion and, and very much aligned to what we do today at Dotted Line. Um, but it was interesting, I had another experience while I was working uh, my day job that was really pivotal. Uh, for me starting Dotted Line. So my friend and I uh, started this hobby business. We didn't even really realize it was a business at the time, but uh -huh. we 
designed and manufactured these paper products that we sold online. And so again, this was probably 10 years ago and we did our own branding. We built our own website. We sent the paper products to uh, national publications, bloggers, influencers before that was even like a thing to do. (laughs) And so, and they were successful and we really enjoyed it. And um, I think looking back on that experience, it sort of gave me that taste of like what could be and that I could do this, right? Like I could have an idea, I could create it on my own and I could make it successful. Um, And it it started to get my wheels turning around what potentially I could do um, in a more entrepreneurial type of career path long-term. So as I uh, continued to kind of work through this, I was working my day job in the corporate setting, um, but just continue to come back to this desire to want to be in a more entrepreneurial role. And so um, what I started to do was just sketch out different business ideas. I had a, a couple of different ideas. I started doing a little bit of business planning, doing some savings, you know, all the things you need to do to go out and start <laughs> your own business. And uh-huh. uh, I quickly realized that I didn't have as much experience and or like capital that I needed to start some of those bigger businesses. But what I found as I was interviewing business owners was that a lot of small businesses needed flexible, nimble marketing solutions um, and help with their communications efforts. And so that's how I got started. I really just used my strengths and and leaned in into an area that I felt passionate about and and I started to, to give it a try. So that was six years ago. Uh-huh. Um, and the business has just grown yeah, significantly since then. Like I said, we got a 15-person team right now and clients all over the nation that we help with their, their brand marketing communications efforts. What drew you to the entrepreneurship? What made that something that, that was kind of like drawing you in? Yeah. So truthfully, I think it's just something that's like in my innate being. I love the process of building and figuring something out, like being able to start something from scratch and create it and and problem solve along the way. I, I love it. I would want to start future businesses at some point down the road. And I, I love working and, and helping small business. That's really cool. I think for someone like you, it can maybe just seem so natural, but to a lot of others, it's kind of this wow, how did you, how did you just make that pivot? You know, mm-hmm. they have so many questions about that. Like what, man, what gave you that kind of motivation to, to strike out on your own like that? And so I know you've always been a big proponent of personal growth and leadership mm-hmm. development. You're always engaging with that. How is this experience, not just making the shift to entrepreneurship, but now a company that's continually growing? I mean, what are some areas that it's, cause you to grow in or kind of deepen your leadership skills? Yeah, that's a that's a good question. I think it's definitely been a journey and I'm still on the journey. I've got a lot more to go. So I want to <laughs> be really clear about that. <laughs> um, so I think I think there's been kind of three key areas as I look back on some of my learning and development. And so in the past six years of starting Dollar Line, I really didn't start to truly focus on my own personal growth and leadership development until a few years ago. Um, But it has made such a significant impact on my capabilities as a leader, as well as the growth and potential like of the organization. So you're right, I am a huge fan of the personal growth and leadership development. But like I said, I think there's kind of three key areas that um, have been really impactful to me. I think one is learning to manage stressors and distractions. 
as you're starting something new, there's a lot of unknowns and there's a lot of things that could stand in your way. And so really trying to focus on what are the things in a day that are going to move the needle or have significant impact for the business and staying focused on those. And then learning to manage those stressors and distractions honestly using kind of process and a set of like operating standards to do that. So I'll share an example of something my husband and I have started to do in the past year for us personally, that's really helped. Like I said, my husband owns his own small business as well. And so what we've started to do is set up a cadence of some regular planning conversations for us personally. So every two weeks we sit down on a Monday morning. We don't do it Sunday night. So Monday morning Uh when we're fresh and ready to go and we look at the calendar for the next two weeks. And so anything that comes up that uh, throughout the week that we need to talk about, we just put it on that agenda. We do the same thing as we talk about budgeting. We do the same thing as we talk about babysitters. And so that sort of helps as things come up and things are going to come up. That's just the way life happens. But as much as we try to kind of compartmentalize and create process around how to manage those things has been helpful. And we do the same with dotted lines. So I think learning to manage those stressors and distractions so that you can stay focused all the things that really matter on a day-to-day basis. And it gets hard when the business gets bigger and more complicated. There's just more things that you you need to figure out. When you say the word stressors, I think about things that can come up at any time and they could get you off track, let's say on a Tuesday when you need to be focused on something else. Exactly. Is part of it the ability to put it on the list and know that we're going to get to it on Monday, but I don't have to deal with it right now. Exactly. Because I'm expending this emotional energy that I could be doing that could really drive something of like excellence today. So it's exactly like you said. Yeah, that's really helpful. I know we talk a lot around here about rhythms and kind of the keystone one is that weekly rhythm that's really similar to what you're talking about. A chance Mm -hmm. to kind of prioritize, check in, a chance to address all the different things going on at, at once. And yeah, almost like a, a safe zone where I know that's going to happen each week. So I can depend on that. I don't have to worry in the moment if, if I'm forgetting some big thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're exactly right. You know, and along those lines, um, the second thing that I found to be incredibly helpful in the past few years is starting the day by really setting intention and journaling um, around a couple of important questions. So things around like, what is one word that I want to describe how I show up today with my team? Or what's one thing that I can do to drive excellence today in the work I'm doing? And then what I'll do at the end of the day is spend a little bit of time reflecting on how the day actually went. And so I've been able to more quickly identify trends around things that might be holding me back or um, ways I could be growing more into my potential. And these are small things, but they've made such a significant impact on how I've been able to change and almost control my thinking, which has been able to change my life. And so it's been it's been hugely impactful. I find that those small things are actually bigger than the big things. Mm-hmm. You know, because to your point, that it, that's a continual practice every day. And you know, that compounds over time. And so you think about doing a small practice like that all throughout the year. Well, there's potentially 365 times that you've done that small thing that snowballs. So yeah, I can imagine the, the kind of exponential impact that has compared to something that's like, oh, well, let's do this 30 day challenge. That's great and all, but it doesn't have a lasting effect. Yeah, you're exactly right. And I think there have been bigger things too that I've done. Like I've been trying to set aside 
time the past few years, a, a few days a month to just spend time thinking big picture, dreaming. You know, I find so many times that it's really hard for small business owners to make the time to do that. But also it's just people I find um, struggle with thinking big and just allowing themselves to dream. And so by doing that, it, it enables me to have the time and space to think beyond just the next few weeks or the next quarter or whatever that looks like. And so I found that to be incredibly helpful as well. That's inspiring. Okay. So managing stressors and distractions setting an intention at the start of the day, and you had a third thing? Yeah, I was just say setting aside time to do some big picture thinking. Like I said, a few days a month is what I've been trying to do. Um, but it allows you to think through a bigger vision and not get so trapped by day-to-day obstacles. I know there's some people thinking, okay, the first two, I, I understood that. The third one, how? How, when there's so much going on, and you, of all people, have in some ways, kind of the most to manage being a business owner. Mm -hmm. How do you make that space, practically speaking? What do you do with everything else going on? Yeah, so I block it on the calendar year out. Uh, and my husband and I have gotten to a practice the past few years where we do schedule as much as we can a year in advance. And so I put the time on the calendar for myself. And then we also do it at my company for our leadership team, have a few days every quarter that we uh, get away together. And uh, like I said, talk about the business, talk about things happening at a higher level. Uh, we just put it on the calendar. So I think that's the first step. And then protecting that time as it gets closer, not letting anyone schedule anything over it. It's important. It's like managing it like you would almost like your vacation or something. You need that in order to continue to do, or I feel like I need that to continue to do what I do every day. Yeah. Yeah. It sounds like your mentality is very much owning your calendar, not mm -hmm. versus it owning you. And exactly. That, that is actually a significant shift for a lot of people. Mm -hmm. Time is such a precious commodity, right? It's the one thing we can't get more of probably other than our health. And so I think my challenge as a leader is just constantly, how am I evaluating my use of time and doing the things that only I am equipped to best do? And so I challenge a lot of our team to think the same way and manage their calendars in the same way. Yeah, this is such an important topic, I think. And and people really do struggle, myself included, to to really make the space and time. I love how you book things a ways in advance to kind of keep the calendar blocked off. And then you said protecting that time. It just sounds like you really value some of these things in a way that you might have heard the phrase before, working on the business just as much, if not mm -hmm. more than working in the business. And the same can apply to our life, right? We, we can kind of just be swept up in reacting to everything that's always coming at us. And it sounds like you have an approach that's very proactive and kind of making the space for the things that matter, which just, that isn't easy. Mm -hmm. That's that's a real struggle for a lot of people. It is. And I think it comes back to, at least for me and my myself, asking myself what where I want to get to and what does that look like? And I've wanted to be a leader of a growing organization. And so to do that, there are things that I need to be doing as a leader to create space and time or, or certain disciplines that I need to have in, in order to get there. Okay. So one more question on that, because mm -hmm. we can't just move on from this too fast. <laughs> what has it done for you personally? I mean, when you look back at having those kind of rhythms and now some time under your belt of living those out, what has it given you? What has it done? for you, for the business that makes you say, yes, this is still worthwhile. I still believe in this. 
So I think for me as a a growing leader and a small business owner, it's almost given me kind of hope that I can continue to grow the business and conquer the day to day in a way that when I look at some other small business owners, it's hard and it can be a really tough road if you're not um, diligent about growing yourself and your capability as a leader. And so for me, it's almost this path forward on the journey. Again, I think it would be different if I wasn't trying to necessarily grow the company and organization, but you know, who doesn't want to live life by not growing my growing yourself? Other, otherwise, life is just boring, you know? And so I think yeah. um, for me, it's, it's the one path forward is spending time developing yourself and, and your abilities. Yeah. I mean, I just love talking about this stuff because I often see people and think about, man, there's so much potential inside of you that has yet to come out into the world. And it's it's both understanding some of your greater purpose and passions. And I think that can help tap into your potential. But it's also some of these small, tactical, practical Mm -hmm. things, like examples you're mentioning, that also help to tap into our potential, where we're not just floating along or letting other people guide how we use our time, but really being thoughtful and intentional and making some steps. So I I appreciate these three examples. I'm sure... um, it just sparks a thought for people of something they might want to try. Yeah. And I'll, I'll share when I first started working with, um, so I work with a, a coach and spend a lot of time on my own learning and development. I thought some of these things were a little hokey. I didn't understand and I didn't see the value and I just tried it. And I will tell you, I'm a changed person because it has really <laughs> transformed the way I think. And I, I truly believe if you can change your mind, you can change your life. And so um, I think for some of this, it's, it's just taking baby steps. But if you could start to move in that direction, I think the benefits will be will be exponential for you in whatever role or path you're on with your career. Yeah, I appreciate you sharing that honesty. I, mm-hmm. I, I can relate. You know, I came from a mechanical engineering background and people have asked, like, how did you get into this kind of work? It's like, mm-hmm. same kind of thing. The more I experience, the more it transforms my life and see the power of it. So I've noticed that you talk a good bit about creativity and collaboration. Those seem to be really important principles for you. Yeah, they are. And they're really the pillars on which dotted line was was created. How do you see it playing out in your business strategy or service and offerings, and even the way you guys work as a team? You know, for us and at Dotted Line and, and my mentality as, as the leader of the organization, I really believe that big problems can't be solved on your own and big impact requires a team. And so in our space that we operate in, marketing communications, it's been a landscape or a field that's been really transforming in the past probably decade or so, largely because of technology, right? So today, There are so many different ways that a company or brand can get their message out into the market, infinite number of ways. Whereas 10, 20 years ago, there was really only a couple of ways that you could do that. Most of it was around advertising or using paid dollars. So when you look at the landscape we're in, there's so much um, happening and so much changing and there's a lot of fluidity. And so at Dotted Line, we talk about this concept around creative problem solving, Right. So for us, what we work to do is really understand whatever the business problem is at hand and then all the different ways that we could potentially solve that. Some of it might be 
marketing. Some of it might be a, a creative way to communicate a message. Some of it might not even be necessarily in that space. And so what we found is that by being able to bring like the right skill sets to the table and collaborate effectively, we're able to solve those problems and do so in a way that is is quick and can create some momentum for our clients, whatever it is that they're trying to solve with their business. So I think the collaboration is important, but also, like I said, just some creative problem solving skills are really, I think, the skill sets that marketers need today in order to be successful for their clients. Is there a certain routine you guys have or, or approach that you have that you personally enjoy? Well, like I said, our, we're very team-based in the way we work. And I think that's just true of like any really good advertising. Um, it's not a, a field or a way of working that is very siloed. So what we try and do is bring all the necessary players to the table, whether it's like the brand strategist or the creative director or the web developer or whatever it is that we might need in order to produce a piece or you know, content, whatever it might be. And so what we try and do actually is work through the problem statement at the start of a new engagement for a client together, right? So getting all the heads and strategists working through a problem in the beginning. And then we continue to iterate and work together throughout whatever the life cycle is of, of the problem we're trying to solve. And so that can be very different versus a more siloed approach where you have one specialist who works on a problem and then kicks it over to the next specialist, things start to get a little bit disjointed. So we found that, like I said, that creative problem solving, but also the collaboration is so important, producing the best work for the client in the end. You ever experienced, I've just found with that kind of cross-function collaboration or people in the same room who just by the nature of it, they have different styles of working and they have different personality types and ways of approaching their work. Have you ever found any challenges with that? It seems like something that's always really tricky to collaborate when you have individually different ways of working. Yeah, it is It is very tricky. And, and truthfully, it was uh, the largest learning curve that I had with Dotted Line coming out of a, a corporate setting. In the corporate setting, there was very much a mentality around hiring people that were similar in thought process to, to the culture. But actually what works best in marketing and communications is hiring people that have a diversity of perspective that you can bring to the table. And so your creative director is going to have a very different perspective than your web developer and a very different style of working. But that's almost what makes the work so great. And so you have to just love it and embrace it. Um, I do believe strongly around hiring people that value the same the same elements within like a working relationship. I think that's a little bit different than having diversity of thought and perspective, but you need mm. all of those perspectives in order to have the best work for our clients. And I also think sometimes in the ad space, a lot of times people focus on having visual diversity, which is important too, but I think it's diversity of thought and perspective that's going to push the work to be better. Yeah, it's such a great point that how how do you work together? How do you collaborate when you have different, fundamentally different ways of working? And I think what you said sparked a thought that if everyone has a attitude of learning and collaborating and, and hearing others, then you can come to the table with different approaches and still find a way mm -hmm. forward. It, yeah. it really only doesn't work if you're unwilling to to learn from others and listen and consider their thoughts. 
Yeah, you're exactly right. And you know, at Dotted Line, we have a, a very strong mission that we talk about a lot as an organization. So I think when you have people that can gather around a shared mission and purpose, as well as a set of shared like operating principles or values, like you said, I mean, one of the things we believe at Dotted Line is that creativity can come from anywhere and anyone, right? So there's almost a sense of like humbleness that you have when you come to the table or that collaboration and teamwork can produce the best work. So if you have principles like that, then it just levels the playing field to have really productive, great working conversations with the team. So on the topic of purpose, I have been realizing lately that with this virus pandemic and everyone's work situation changing, I mean, some people are very overwhelmed trying to continue to work, take care of kids and everything. But I think for a lot of people, this is a time of reflection and kind of rethinking things, or maybe just going deeper and and considering bigger future oriented thoughts than they have before. And so this idea of purpose and what am I really going after and how might I reorient my life? It's kind of very relevant right now. I'd love to just hear some thoughts on you've started this company. You clearly are passionate about it. How does Dotted Line connect to your personal purpose? Yeah. So the short answer is I'm still trying to figure it out. Um, Uh This is a tough question. When you asked me this question a few weeks ago, it really, it stuck out of my mind because it's it's a hard thing to answer. Um, I was reflecting back. My grandmother used to always have this saying that really helped me in my twenties when I was trying to figure life out. She used to always say, you got to know who you are, what you believe in and where you're headed. And I would almost add one more to that, that she sort of left off to that. You got to know why you're going where you're going, right? And that's that's yeah. hard. Like a lot of people don't don't know that. And I'm still trying to figure it out. Um, and I'm still on that journey. But I, what I could share is just a little bit of what I've learned and what, what works well for me. You know, with Dotted Line, one of the biggest things I've struggled with is being goal-driven versus being like purpose-driven. And I think Hmm. there's been almost this tension in my life and my journey as I look back on those. So for example, like being goal-driven, I think is around this personal ambition, right? Is this relentless pursuit for more, whether it's more clients, more revenue, more whatever. Um, It's a little bit more individualistic. It's a little bit more, hey, I'm going to try and climb the ladder. And I'll share that you know, for the first few years at Dotted Line, I was really goal-driven. I had this revenue figure in my mind that I wanted to hit as a small business owner. And I think some of it maybe had might have stemmed from just some insecurities, or I felt like if I wasn't operating at a certain level, I wasn't like a true entrepreneur or a true small business owner. And I was like so laser focused on that. I mean, it's all we talked about. It's all I focused on. It's how I made so many decisions. And it was a really big part of my life in the way that I operated and and lived my life as a small business owner. And the thing that's sort of interesting I'll share is that when we did end up hitting that revenue number, I almost had this second of like serious pause. I mean, for a long, it wasn't even a second, it was a long time of like, okay, we hit this number, we were trying to get here for so long I wasn't any more like happy or fulfilled. I wasn't necessarily a better leader. My team wasn't any more like inspired or engaged with the work. Like it wasn't, it was like my goal, but not their goal. Um, <laughs> and it wasn't really like fulfilling like who we are and what we're meant to be. And so a big piece of what I've been learning on this journey is like, what is my bigger purpose? And what does that mean for Dot Align the company? And I think being purpose-driven is around having this mentality of sort of loving where you are today. It's about having a vision and giving into that vision. Um, It's almost like we talked about having 
being willing to take three steps inward to have one step upward. Um, it's just, it's, it's different. It's a different mentality. And so for me, as I've been reflecting the past few years about my identity and my personal purpose, you know, dotted line in the business just fits into a piece of that. But I think, like I said before, as a person of faith, I found that my personal purpose is around using the business and my leadership abilities, our resources to be that positive impact on, on people in the community. And so we're working to figure out what that means moving forward um, as we develop the vision for Dot Align. But like I said, the vision of Dot Align is only a piece of like who I am as Lauren Sweeney. And so I, I'm still trying to figure that out. That's great. That's so fun to hear that you're still in process and just honestly saying that, because I think that's that really is true and should be true for all of us. We don't ever quite figure it out. It's more the intention that matters. And mm-hmm. I can tell you have a strong intention around that to keep growing in that direction, to keep getting more clarity and, and trying things. Mm-hmm. You know, and I take it back to the story about my grandfather, because he wasn't necessarily remembered for a certain revenue goal that he hit or a certain dollar figure that he met when he sold his business or knocking an imperative out of the park one quarter. You know, he was really remembered by the way he made people feel and how he bettered their life as well as the lasting impacts on, on his community. And so it's almost countercultural to a little bit of what you hear today in the entrepreneurship space, but it's something that helps guide me in the way I make decisions and, and try to live my life out as a small business owner. One thing I'm taking away from this conversation is that intentionality to let that business or whatever you do be part of your life and facilitate the life that you desire, but not take over your life mm-hmm. and not let your life serve it. And I know that personally as well, just seeing how recently you and your husband took a vacation in the middle of a super busy time when most people would think that's not possible really to to try and have that intention clearly and set things up for success on the work front so you can still have a balanced life. And it's the same for anyone thinking about their personal life. How can I let some of these things facilitate who I am mm-hmm. as a whole person? And that's really inspiring. Yeah, you're exactly right. For a long time, I used to think that the harder I worked, the more successful I would be, however you sort of define success for you. And one of the things that doing this work around personal growth and leadership development is exactly what you said. I've really come to learn this about being this whole person. And then I'm able to ultimately then achieve so much more for the business, but in other areas of my life. I really appreciate you sharing so much from your experience and coming on. This has been really fun. I just want to reiterate for people those three key areas of learning and development you shared that I think are very applicable. Managing the stressors and distractions, setting an intention at the start of the day, and making time for the big picture thinking and dreaming. So I guess if anyone's inspired by any of that, what's your advice for just a small step forward? Like what's one little step they could take especially right now as they might have a lot changing in their life and some more time, new, new types of time, I guess, to try things. 
the one small thing I think would help is just setting aside time, whether it's 10, 15 minutes in the morning or in the evening before you go to bed to just spend a little bit of time sort of journaling and reflecting. It might be on something that you learned today. It might be something that you felt a sense of gratitude for. It might be a dream that you had that you haven't really thought through, but you had this idea and you just want to write it down. And I think by starting there, it starts to put a small habit in place that you can build on. That's great. I agree. And and anyone who's on that journey like you are of just clarifying more of that big picture purpose stuff, I found that can be a really good tool for that as well. If you look back mm. through some of those journalings, you'll start to see themes and threads over time, which I've found in my experience is always a huge indicator of what you're really wired to do, what you're meant to do, what you care about deeply. So I think that's a great tip. I would encourage everyone to try that, especially if you're listening to this during the virus pandemic and all of the disruptions that's causing. So thanks for still being flexible and coming on the podcast. Yeah, thanks for having me.